Do you need hope this Christmas season? Come and see a God who will give it to you. Are you broken this Christmas season? Come and see a God who heals. Are you in need of love this Christmas season? Come and see a God who loves us enough to give himself for us, to bear our flesh and our wounds and our hurts and our mess and make us new. Come and see this God who prepares a way for those who are lost to be found, for those who are confused to find clarity, for those who don't know where they're headed to find one who already shows them. He is enough. He will be enough. That's my hope and my prayer this Advent season. Hi, this is Chris from The Point, a church where you can come as you are and you can text in your questions. You may not be sure what you believe about God, Jesus, faith, or the Bible, and that's okay because faith is not about having it all figured out and God is not waiting for you to put your life together before he'll connect with you. If you'd like to find out more about The Point, you can visit our website at thepointknox.com or connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter at The Point Knox. Don't hesitate to contact us or join us in person every Sunday morning at 10.30 a.m. We pray this message has an impact in your life or at least makes it easy for you to connect with God where you are. Good morning. If you need some more coffee, we have some, I think, still. For those of you joining us on live stream, especially my children, I'm glad you can join us from wherever you're at. Um, My family has some kind of stomach bug this weekend, so my kids are at home with my wife and hopefully all feeling better. But however you came in today, I'm glad you're here. We have been in this season of Christmas and looking forward to his birth, looking at these two words, come and see. An invitation by Jesus time and time again, come and see all that he has done. Come and see all that he is still doing. Come and see all of who God is and how he loves. For some of you, you know that uh, when I was a teenager, 17, and then I, I turned 18 while I was living there, I had an opportunity to live in Germany for a year. And if you've ever lived abroad, perhaps... Uh, you've experienced that fear of not speaking the language and not knowing where you are. Anybody ever had that happen to them? Let me tell you, it, it changes a man on the inside when you literally know nothing about how to talk to people and even less about where you are or where you're going. When I was there, I was a high schooler. I did a year as an exchange student, and on my first day of school, I was really excited and also really nervous. I knew about 15 German words. I was really bad, so I had no idea what I was going to learn or do, but I was, I was ready. And I went to school, and I had a great day until the end of the day, when as teenagers sometimes do, we did not communicate very clearly. And my host brother thought that our friend was going to show me the way home. And our friend thought that my host brother was going to show me the way home. And both of them left for home without me, going two different ways, one by bus and one by train. I neither knew where I lived or who to contact or how to get there. 
And so, standing, waiting for the bus, hoping I would see somebody I knew who could direct me in the right way, I, I noticed the students started thinning out and there were fewer and fewer buses and finally there were no other students except for me and the ones getting on the bus in front of me and I didn't know where it was going but I decided I don't want to be left behind and so I went to try to get on the bus and the bus driver started yelling at me because the bus was too full, he wanted me to wait. So now I have a a bus driver yelling at me in a language I don't know that did not sound very kind, and a student who's like, just get on, just, just get on, it'll be okay. And I was lost and confused. So the bus went to the train station and everybody got off, so I too got off, and then it started to rain. And this was a train station that was not fully built, so it had most of the structure but none of the roof. And so I stood in the rain on this cold day watching as the train came by, as the buses came, as the crowd thinned out, still not seeing anybody I knew or knowing which way to go, and finding myself totally lost. And I stood, and I waited, and I questioned a lot about my life. Why was I doing this? Where would I end up? I, I stood there for about an hour in the cold rain before finally I realized there's a payphone over there, and I did have a little note card in my pocket with the phone number to my, my host family. And so I went over to the payphone and I managed to dial them and in very broken German and English, I managed to let them know I was still at the train station and everybody felt really bad and they came and picked me up and all was fine eventually, we had good laughs. But in that moment, I'll tell you, there was a whole lot of confusion not knowing the way I was supposed to go. As we get into the story of Christmas today, we're going to see the people of God are struggling with not knowing where they need to go. You see, for 400 years, they had been promised, there will come one who shows you the way. There will come one who is the Messiah, the Savior, the rescuer of the people. And they waited, and they waited, and they waited, and no one seemed to come. And there was, as we heard in Isaiah 40, a promise that one would come before his arrival to announce his coming, to prepare the way for the king to come. And now as we get into the text today, the, the character we see in the story is the one who has come to prepare the way. If you know the story of scripture in the beginning of the gospels, it begins with in Matthew and in uh, and Luke both with a guy named John who was the Baptist. He went around baptizing people and John was a very weird character. He lived in the wilderness wearing very strange clothes and eating locusts and honey, very strange things to eat. And he went around proclaiming to people, repent, which is exactly what every one of us wants to hear, right? And so he went around proclaiming this, this time is coming, repent. Turn from your sins and follow God. And earlier in the story, what we're not going to read, Jesus comes to him to be baptized. And John sees Jesus and realizes this man is the one that we've been waiting for. He's the one who was promised all those hundreds of years ago who will show us the way. He is our answer. In fact, at one point, John says of Jesus, Behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. This man will be the sacrifice for all. This man will forgive us and renew us and create in us a whole new life. But for John, things did not 
go so great after that. In fact, he ends up in prison. And while he's in prison, he sends to Jesus some of his disciples, the students, the apprentices who were with him. He sends them to Jesus to say, are you really the one or should we look for another? That's where we're going to be today, Matthew chapter 11. If you'd like to follow along in the Blue Bibles, it's on page 1018. If you'd like to follow along in your own Bible or on your phone, you're welcome to do that. Page 1018, Matthew chapter 11. When Jesus had finished instructing his 12 disciples, he went on from there to teach and preach in their cities. Now when John heard in prison about the deeds of the Christ, he sent word by his disciples and said to him, are you the one who is to come? Or shall we look for another? I love the way John is depicted here. Are you the one we've been hoping for? Or do we keep looking? See, I think there's a lot of honesty in that. If you and I are honest with ourselves, there's plenty of times where we can look at God and our life circumstance and say, God, are you really who you say you are? Or should I keep hoping for someone else? Should I keep seeking something else, an answer or a direction or a person or any number of other things? Because right now my life doesn't feel like it fits who you say you are. John says, are you the one who is to come? Because if you're not, my time in prison is wasted. If you're not who you say you are, the things I've been saying about you are all in vain. If you're not who you say you are, what have I done with my life and my mess? Jesus answered them, go and tell John what you hear and see. The blind receive their sight, the lame walk. Lepers are cleansed and the deaf hear, and the dead are raised up. And the poor have good news preached to them. And blessed is the one who is not offended by me. See, Jesus, in responding to John's question, quotes from an Old Testament prophecy. In Isaiah 61, it declares that in the day of the Lord, when he's finally come, when the one they're looking for is there, the blind will receive sight and the deaf will hear and the mute will speak and the poor will have good news preached to them. Well, there's something in Isaiah 61 Jesus leaves out here. In Isaiah 61, it says the prisoner will be set free. And Jesus doesn't respond that way. You see, Jesus knows what's coming in just a few chapters in the story. For John, he will not be set free, but ultimately die in prison. Beheaded because he was preaching a truth that the king didn't want to hear. Speaking something that was unpopular at the time. Jesus does not tell John he's going to be set free. But he does quote that Old Testament prophecy and he says, look at what you see in me. The blind receive sight, the deaf can hear, the dead are raised, the poor have good news preached to them. Is this enough for you? Is this enough for you to know that I am who I say I am? As they went away, 
Jesus began to speak to the crowds concerning John. What did you go out into the wilderness to see? A reed shaken by the wind? What then did you go out to see? A man dressed in soft clothing? Behold, those who wear soft clothing are in king's houses. What then did you go out to see? A prophet? Yes, I tell you, and more than a prophet. This is he of whom it is written, Behold, I send my messenger before your face, who will prepare your way before you. Again, Jesus quotes from Isaiah, but a little bit previous. In Isaiah chapter 40, what we heard in that video, this promise that one will come to prepare the way for the king. Jesus says, when you went out to see John in the wilderness, what were you looking for? A spectacle? Was it just entertainment? Were you looking for someone who was fancy and a king and and royal? Or were you looking for something different? I tell you, what you found was a man altogether different. He is the one who came before to prepare the way, to announce that this king was coming. You see, in that Isaiah 40 verse, it talks about how the one who prepares the way will make straight the paths for all. We live in a day and age where thankfully we have all kinds of interstate systems and buses that none of us use and trains that even fewer of us use. And we have all kinds of modes of transportation that are relatively smooth. But for them, when a king was traveling, the king would send one before them who would actually literally prepare the road, remove large boulders and rocks and smooth out the road so that when the king came in his chariot and he came in his glory and his power with all of his might, it'd be an easy and fast journey. Isaiah promised that there would come one before Jesus who prepared the way for him to come. And Jesus responds to John's disciples questioning, are you who we've hoped you are? By saying, look at what I've done. Heal the sick. I've given sight to the blind. I've given the ability to hear to those who are deaf. I've raised the dead. I've preached good news to those who are poor. Is this enough for you? We don't know how John responded to this word from Jesus. We don't know if he celebrated or if he was left with more questions or if his disciples were the ones questioning and John was like, just go talk to Jesus, he'll take care of it. Maybe John was sure and steadfast and had no questions of his own. We don't know. But what we do know is this answer of Jesus. If you're looking for the God who has promised to heal, if you're looking for the king who was promised to come, if you're looking for the savior who will make all bad things untrue and fix all that is broken, here I am. Jesus responds, Behold, I send my messenger before your face who will prepare the way. As we are invited this Advent season to come and see, I want you today and tomorrow and every day going forward to see Jesus. He has prepared a way. 
The paths have been made straight for him that he could come into this world to be born for you and for me. To take on flesh and to experience all of our pain and our sorrow and our sickness and our hurt. And he has come to not only prepare a way for you and me, but more than that, to be the way we've been looking for. To be the one that we can, when everything else falls short, look to and say, you are enough. Look at what you have done. I'm certain what you will do. Look at what you have done. I'm certain that even though right now my situation, like John's, doesn't feel that free or good and things might be hard, I am certain of who you are by what you've done. Come and see a God who has made a way for you in all of your hurts to find healing, in all of your questions to find peace, in all of your wrestlings to find rest. A God who has made a way for you to be whole again. So this Advent season, our joy rests not in all the work still before us, for us to prepare the way for his coming. Our joy rests that he has come and is coming again. And so we live out this joy each day with our neighbors by doing exactly what John did. John, as he preached repentance, also baptized that people may be forgiven. You see, baptism was a a symbol and a ritual they would do and they would be physically washed with water so that they could be reminded that God had cleansed them of all of their sins. When John came preaching repentance, it wasn't an angry, wrath-filled judgment. You horrible people. It was an invitation to something greater. It's only through that place of repentance, of turning from sin, that we can see God for who he is. The faithful one who forgives and heals and makes us new. And you and I being filled with this Advent joy, seeing a God who heals the sick and raises the dead, are invited to go and share it with our friends. Do you need hope this Christmas season? Come and see a God who will give it to you. Are you broken this Christmas season? Come and see a God who heals. Are you in need of love this Christmas season? Come and see a God who loves us enough to give himself for us. To bear our flesh and our wounds and our hurts and our mess and make us new. Come and see this God who prepares a way for those who are lost to be found. For those who are confused to find clarity. For those who don't know where they're headed to find one who already shows them. He is enough. He will be enough. That's my hope and my prayer this Advent season. Will you pray with me? God, you sent John to prepare the way. And he prepared the way by warning people to repent and by promising your forgiveness. Jesus came and John saw him as the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. 
and at some point later was questioning, is he who he really says he is? Are you God who you've promised to be or should I look for another who will rescue us? God, we thank you for the promise. The promise that you will heal the sick and raise the dead, that you will give sight to the blind and hearing to those who are deaf. We thank you for the promise that there is good news preached to all of us who are poor in spirit and filled with sin. You are the God who forgives and makes a way. Makes a way through our mess into life and life to the full. Makes a way through our sin into forgiveness and grace. God, you are the God who makes a way for us. We ask this Advent season that you would be enough. That we would see you for who you are and what you've done. And we would rest secure in whatever tomorrow may bring. Thank you for your goodness and your grace. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. As we continue our worship, we're going to continue by collecting an offering. Uh, Last week, I introduced something that we do every year called Cultivate Community, a special giving initiative that we end the year with, inviting everybody who calls this church their home to participate with us in some kind of special above and beyond giving to say, I want to help continue to share this good news with this community and the people around us in the years to come. Last week I mentioned that as we look forward to 2023, one of the things we've identified is the need to hire somebody part-time for an executive assistant role, somebody who will serve alongside myself and Emily in helping do the one thing we're really aimed at doing, and that is connecting one another, connecting those who are far from God and disconnected to his grace and his love. And this executive assistant we're looking to hire, one of their main tasks is something I'm really excited for, something we've worked hard at these last couple of years, and Cultivate Community will help us make this happen. You see, we believe that connecting with God happens best when we connect with each other. When we foster friendships as a community to say, this is not just a place I go, but a people who are there with me in my hard times, in my rough times, even in my really good times. A people who care about me deeply. And one of the ways we've fostered friendship is through encouraging our connect groups to meet geographically, to meet with people who live close to you on a regular basis. This last year, we've had uh, nearly 10, maybe a few more than that, connect groups that have happened in neighborhoods all across the city, groups of five to 10 people who are getting together and sharing meals and loving one another. And I believe that in this next year, these connect groups will be an even bigger part of who we are as a church and how God in your life will be connecting you with all of his grace and all of his love. And so one of the things I'm excited for with this Cultivate Community Initiative is through your generosity of, and for some of us, of our finances, but for all of us, I believe, your generosity in committing this next year, I'm going to do something different, maybe something uncomfortable. I'm going to join with other people and say, I can't do this journey alone. So let me take the vulnerable and scary step 
of doing it with people who hopefully will love me. I believe when we each take the initiative to say, I'm in, let me do something. Perhaps through a special gift to help us finance and fund this part-time position, or perhaps through saying, I would like to learn more about how I can get connected to people who live near me. When we each take that step together, I believe this next year, we're gonna see even more exciting things happen in our community and in our neighborhoods all across the city. So if you would like to join me in this endeavor, you can do so in one of two ways. Either uh, commit before now and the end of the year, maybe even today, to giving a special gift above and beyond financially to help us pay for this new role that will organize and administrate and help create these groups. Or maybe you can go online to thepointknox.com and there you can select, I would like to sign up for a connect group. And you can commit your time next year to joining with other people and just experiencing what life could look like when it's not done alone. In either of those two ways, I believe if you commit as I'm committing, we will find that God moves in our community in wonderful ways. And I can speak for most of the people who've been in a connect group this last year, you will feel like you know people who love you deeply a whole lot more when you join that group. So if you came prepared to give today or if you would like to make a special financial gift for Cultivate Community, you can do either. Uh, If you prefer cash or check, you can do so in the popcorn bucket in the back as you exit. If you filled out one of those physical connect cards in front of you with a way we can be praying with you and for you or a way we can connect with you, you can put that in the bucket as well. If you would rather uh, give online, if you came prepared to do so and prefer to do so electronically, you can do so at thepointknox.com by clicking the same little teal button in the bottom corner that you uh, click to sign up for Connect Group. Either one of those, you can either give or sign up in the same spot. However you give and whatever you give, know this. We don't give to get God's love, but because we already have it. Thank you. All righty. Well, we have two here closed on me. Oops. So every week we invite oh. your questions, and I'll do my best to respond. Um, I ended up with the wrong one. Tyler right, grabbed the wrong go. mic, so thank you, Chris, for making it happen. All right, so we invite your questions, and there's a couple that came in. So, Tyler, what did people have to ask today? All right, well, we have two uh, comments and then one question. So I'll, I'll start with one comment, and... The first comment was, the sound was very good today. Well done, Chris. Very if you good, guys Chris. don't know, the, the church sound guy only gets noticed when something goes wrong. I don't know if you've ever noticed, but like something goes wrong and everybody turns to look at him. That's the way it works. So Chris, thank you for all your hard work back there. If you have any interest in learning how to run sound, Chris will gladly teach you. Very good, Chris. Uh, the next is a question and it says, will the Christmas service be streamed as well? Sunday morning Christmas will not be streamed online, but we will have a special online devotion just for those of you joining us remotely. Um, Christmas Eve, I believe the, where's Emily at? I don't see where she, 4.30, is that correct? The 4.30 service will be streamed? 
If we have volunteers for that, that uh, Christmas Eve service at 4.30, it will be streamed. The 11 o'clock, we're not streaming because we want to give volunteers rest. And also, uh, it's a really, really great, more intimate setting. I don't know if you've ever been to an 11 p.m. Christmas Eve service. It's my favorite. I, that and Good Friday are probably my two favorite times of the year um, for very different reasons. So if you're awake at 11 p.m. on Christmas, Eve, and you would like to join us, it's going to be awesome, but it won't be online. Cool. And then the last one is a compliment for the worship team, and it says, wow, let's give it up for our worship team. How about all the beards we have on stage? <laughs> Along with the beautiful Emily, these guys knocked it out of the park. Thank you. I needed that. Thank you. Along with media team every week, help me, you help me get through that week with what y'all create. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You do change lives. Thanks. God bless you. That's all of it. Thank you. So there were a lot of great beards, and I'm really glad that Emily did not have one of those great beards. <laughs> well, your, <Part> of that. <laughs> your questions are always welcome, and sometimes there's questions that are really hard and challenging, and sometimes it's more comments. Either way, they're welcome anytime, and we'll do our best to respond whenever we can. A couple of quick announcements. Uh, last week I mentioned that Tammy White's father had passed away. We want to continue to pray for her. Uh, unfortunately, there's been some more death in our community. Brian Buck's dad passed away this week, and Deanna Ruiz's brother passed away. So if you will keep Brian and Deanna and their families in your prayers this upcoming week, uh, they would appreciate that. Thank you. Um, for those of you who serve in any capacity here, uh, whether it's from time to time or all the time. Next week after church is our volunteer Christmas party. And so if you would like to join us, I just have one quick ask of you. Please RSVP so that we can get enough food for you. Uh, we have ordered food, it's gonna be really delicious, but we wanna make sure there's more than enough. And so if you could do me a favor and RSVP today or tomorrow at the latest, that will let us know that we have enough food for you, all right? It takes a quick minute or, or less, and you can just say, yes, I'll be there. All right, I think that's it. So, unless I forgot something, before you go, receive this blessing. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May he make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. May he look upon you with favor and give you his peace. Amen. Have a good week. Thank you for listening to one of our Sunday morning messages. If this message has made an impact in your life, please let us know. Simply fill out the Contact Us page on thepointknox.com. And if you'd like to be a part of supporting The Point Ministry, simply go to thepointknox.com forward slash support. Don't hesitate to contact us or join us in person every Sunday morning at 1030 a.m. We pray this message has an impact in your life or at least makes it easy for you to connect with God where you are.